Episode 43, The Hitchhiker's Guide to Moving Stealthily. Hey everybody, Jeff here. Uh, there's no real banter to start this episode off. Uh, we went ahead and just recorded kind of two episodes at once and just sort of roughly split it. So you're going to get the second episode picking up uh, on everything uh, that happened in 42 exactly where we left it, where they discovered a cave uh, in kind of the middle of nowhere. Uh, before I go, though, I just want to remind you about a couple other new shows and things that we've been doing uh, over on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash the lollygaggers. We've been playing a Mutineer Zero Gen Lab Alpha game. Uh, that's usually on Fridays, sometimes Saturdays if we have to. Uh, but you can catch me on at Lollygagger Co. on Twitter. Uh, I usually announce it there. Uh, another game that we're going to be trying to start up tonight, if you're catching this on release day, uh, I am GMing, uh, Melissa is playing, and then we're getting some friends from Grim and Perilous, and we're getting friends from Defenders of Cobalt uh, as players. And we'll be playing a, uh, hof- hopefully a regular game over the next few uh, over the next few weeks, maybe two months or so. Uh, it's going to be a game called Heart, the City Beneath. Uh, it is a kind of horror, dun- darkest dungeon-themed RPG. Uh, so come check us out, 7 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Central. Uh, you can work out the other ones. And if you don't catch us tonight live, then check the VOD, and uh, I'm sure we'll be putting it up on our YouTube channel uh, shortly thereafter. Uh, and then don't forget, every Thursday, uh, also at 7 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Central, we're over on the... Uh, Zweihander RPG Twitch channel when we're playing our Ailing Isle game. We're getting close to the end of our first story with Ailing Isle, and we're going to be moving on to another story uh, very, very soon. So if you need to catch up, check the VODs uh, at twitch.tv slash Zweihander RPG, and then come hang out out with us this week. So uh, that's about it. I'll get out of the way. Enjoy episode 43. Bear and I have found these before, and um, it leads into the mountain. Yeah, there's all sorts of traps in there, so uh have to keep an eye out. Do we we should we should go inside. Hubert, you're brave. And <laughs> handsome. And also very handsome. I mean, he used to be, he's a bird now. Not to waste any more time, but we have a child that we are trying to save, we keep getting sidetracked. The further we waste time, the more likelihood we will not catch them. We know this is here. We can come back. Why'd we bother Seems walking like over when here? we say that, we don't actually come back. So no time like the present in the middle of the night. I mean, don't was- mind me. I'm just giving my advice on accomplishing the only reason that I care to be here, but I'll still go with you. This is definitely something I have not seen. There's definitely more going on than meets the eye. Heck, let's go find out what's in the tunnel. If you want to follow me, I'm going in. Sophia follows. Since she's a slim chance that it was uh, Chrisita or whoever, it's worth it checking out. Since they, uh, she mentioned traps, I'm going to make sure to be careful and look for traps when we go inside. Okay. Uh, so you guys climb up the stairs and enter into the cave. Uh, when you first get in, it looks to be some sort of apartment. Uh, you've seen this before, Bear 
and Lavinia, this uh, maybe 10 by 15 foot room, a series of built-in shelving units, so to speak, carved into the rock. None of the shelves seem to be intact anymore. Some pottery on the ground shattered here and there. Other long, unused remains of furniture, maybe. You can see a door to your left that is barely hanging on to its hinges. And then you can see a pathway continuing forward further into the mountain uh, that does not have a door associated with it. Okay, I'll pick the path with the door. So you go up to the door and you realize it's barely hanging onto its hinges and so you kind of very gently move it so that you can get through without it clattering against the ground and it gives light onto another one of these these uh, these small apartment rooms. You hold up your lantern and you can see it's the same relative size, same relative layout. Uh, two things are a little bit different. One to the left, uh, you can see that there have been these vertical slats that have been carved on an angle uh, into the wall itself. You would imagine are windows of some kind but likely, uh, likely carved in such a way as to make it a little bit more difficult to notice them from the outside. Uh, but during during sunrise, or excuse me, during sunset, you would imagine light would very easily uh, slide in between them. You see another door right across from you. It's almost as if it's creating a series of of like a suite from a hotel, like where they're constantly connecting the rooms together. And off to your right, uh, you can see further. There's also another connecting to this corridor that seems to connect these as well. Uh, you said there's like apartment things? Yeah, so you kind of go from door to door and each each door, those that are still still lingering, you start counting. There's like six total apartments that are connected uh, on this side of, uh, of the, the corridor itself, meaning like on the, the western side uh, of this, this rock wall. Uh, all of them look relatively the same size, look rel- like nothing nothing too different. Some of them just might have more pottery that's still intact. Some of them might have less. Yeah. Nothing that stands out significantly. Uh, could I go through them, see if it looks like anyone's like come through here? As you start looking around, you notice that the, really the only, the only signs of recent activity in the other apartments are your own and, your, and Hubert's footsteps. Uh, but when you search the room where you began, you notice that there is a thin layer of dust and dirt over top of the hard rock floor. And it is pretty clear that a some footsteps have, have ventured further into the mountain itself. Meaning instead of doing like Hubert did and hanging a left and going through the door, they just went straight forward and through an archway in the back of the apartment. Oh, okay. Um, I'll let them, everyone know that it looks like someone's been through here. So we might want to try and keep it quiet. Maybe go stealthily. So roll some stealth tests. Um, got a four. Stackus. I got a three. Sophia. 76. And Hubert. 40. Where do you go from here? Um, let's go carefully down deeper into the mountain because Bear and I already know that there's not really anything up top. Hmm. All the interesting stuff is in the mountain. All right, so you pass through the rear passage, like the rear archway that goes deeper into mm-hmm. the cave. 
And you can see that there's a long running corridor uh, that is almost like a, a middle hallway of an apartment complex. Like imagine like being in a hotel or an apartment complex. And there's a hallway and there's rooms on either side. Seems to be the case here as well. Uh, those that you peek into are very much like the first run of apartments. And they uh, are are definitely undisturbed. Uh, you do notice that there's the same kind of window slats. Remember that you're on that kind of sliver, that kind of point that like kind of wet, like that came out as a wedge. Uh, and you would imagine that this point is kind of where these apartments have been built. Uh, at the end of the corridor, there is uh, there is a, a passageway that seems to start descending as it connects. There's all these little slots on the sides of the walls for torches, but none seem to be occupied. So there's really only one way, and that's down, if you wanted to continue. Let's go. Do you want to keep going or turn back? Onward. All right. Okay. You really should have told somebody where you guys were going. No one's ever going to know that you guys were in here. So you continue descending, and at a certain point, uh, I would say you start to see these reliefs beginning to form along the walls themselves. And you can see that there are, it sort of depicts individuals that are wearing these kind of animalistic heads. Uh, you can see people with, like they're not even like humanoid bodies. Then there's like what looks to me be like an, uh, like a, like a goat or an elk with large horns come sticking up out of it, all moving in a, a particular path it seems to be denoting significant moments in some kind of history none of you are unfortunately have education so the specific context you can't get but from what you can generally glean uh, just from studying this slowly as you move your way down it seems to describe a people moving wholesale from one location to another uh, you can see at one point they're climbing like they're going over top of a mountain at one point you see these figures in boats uh, on these crudely drawn waves. And as you continue to move down, uh, Bear, you notice as Hubert is about to step, and as you look up in the ceiling, which is a fairly roughly hewn stone, blending in are a series of heavy rocks that have been uh, held back by some kind of crude rope netting. Oh, uh, Hubert, hold up, hold up. Don't move any further. Oh, good eye, Bear. I'll stop in place. Can you roll a stop in place check? <laughs> yeah, I think there's a macro for that. There's an athlete, athletics test. Okay. Uh, so you get down on your hands and knees, Bear, and you notice that same tripwire that you and, and Lavinia fell, fell victim to. Uh, and you're able to point it out, and people can kind of carefully step over. Uh, maybe one of you marks the wall with like a piece of chalk or something to see it more clearly when you work when you work your way back. As you continue to descend, you eventually reach the bottom of this descending ramp and it flattens out. And standing about six yards in front of you, you can see a large archway with all of these kind of cracks and stuff around it. Uh, and then when you look through the archway, you can see a fairly large room with a series of columns. Uh, and that disappear into the darkness, uh, the torchlight not penetrating far enough. Uh, and that seems to be the only way forward. Uh, is there any, like, 
identifying symbols or anything in this room. Roll a scrutinized test at routine. Routine. Uh, eight. Uh, when you look a little bit more closely at the archway, you realize that they are not, in fact, cracks in the stone, but rather uh, it seems to be the symbology that you guys have, have noticed in other places. It seems to be the language, uh, the iconography of the Umbet Nor. Uh, this is way more complex than you've seen prior. Most of the times you've run into run into this particular language, it's been singularly on obelisks. This seems to be linked together. Uh, you can't really determine what it says, uh, but it's definitely saying something. Should we copy that down so we can decipher it later or just carry on? Do you know someone who speaks this language? How would we decipher from, like, no... There was this one guy in the town. He knew how to uh, read it. So, uh, doctor guy? Or who was it? It was the guy that everyone's scared of. Who wanted you to collect the bodies from A1's refuge. Oh, yeah. Oh, job offer I... number 326 since we've arrived. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Egon Yackles. Yes. Very we'll interested just... in vivisection. If we make it back, we'll just make a pit stop, snag some bodies, collect another paycheck. God, those those bodies at the refuge have to be pretty freaking gnarly by this point. Ugh. I mean, it's cold. I don't know. There's a lot of wild animals up here. They're like uh, they're like shish kebabs from other Ustuk. It's just like rips out. Oh my god! <laughs> I like that sound effect. <laughs> so does anybody have anything to draw these with? Yeah, I can. Okay, so you take a few moments just to carefully write those things down. And then uh, I would also say with your scrutinized test that you notice yet another tripwire that seems to be uh, strung from one side of the archway to the other on the opposite side of the wall. And you're going to stick your head underneath Bear and you look up. You can see that there have been a series of these crude brass or copper bells uh, that have been affixed to the top of the archway on the other side, hidden from view for anyone coming down the ramp. Uh, from what you could tell, if somebody were to trigger this, it would probably start making a hell of a racket. Well, and we've heard something like that the last time we were down in these things, right? Yeah, this is more than likely yeah. what you've done, what you've seen before. It's possible that when the rocks fell up a little of the ways, maybe they tumbled down and triggered this or something like that. Mm. Is there a way to like easily disarm it? or You could try to disarm it. Uh, it's easy enough to step over, but you can possibly disarm it. We can just step over. Yeah, it's not worth the risk. Sophia isn't actually over. tall enough to step over. She's very oh, tiny. I'll lift her limbo. <laughs> 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 all right, so you all step over and into, and as you proceed a little bit further in, you notice that your torchlight doesn't seem to be banking off of any walls to the right or to the left, meaning this seems to be a fairly large room. There are a lot of columns. And when you look at the columns, they are a kind of hewn rock stacked atop one another. Uh, and you can see rows of them in pretty much every direction that your torchlight extends. But the only wall that you can notice is the one behind you. So the light doesn't seem to progress far enough to the other side of the room going forward, nor does it seem to progress far enough to the right or to the left to find the walls in those directions either. When you start following your eyes up and looking at the column, and you look up, you eventually notice that the ceiling is very reflective. And when you look carefully, you realize it is a mosaic 
an artistic mosaic with all of these irregularly shaped, flattened, and glossy pieces of some kind of stone painted, glazed, and placed uh, carefully. And it seems to extend as far as you can see, depicting some grand canvas of an image that would probably take you a while, uh, probably several hours at least, to really start to decipher considering the size of the room itself. Since we can't see which way we're going, we need to be careful to not get lost. All right, just stick by and we'll head forward. Hubert, you continue forward and eventually you do start to see the light begin to bank off of the walls in front of you. And you can also see that there is an archway uh, that, similar to the ones you passed through to get into this room, on the opposite end, except this one has seen some sort of damage. It's certainly in disarray. Uh, you can see that there's kind of a big, almost like a pizza chunk cut out of the top. Uh, and the right-hand side has also crumbled quite a bit as well. Uh, you can see that a lot of that crumbled rock is laying on the ground uh, around the entrance. Uh, when you peek through, uh, you can see that this hallway... This corridor extends a little bit further and then starts to dip out of sight as if it's starting to dip downwards into the right. Is there like similar lettering on this archway too? There is in fact. Mm. Okay. It like it looks pretty much identical. Uh, roll a scrutinized test. Uh, routine? Sure. I, was, I would uh, say you can what? flip to succeed since, since uh, Lavinia copied some of the stuff down from the previous one. I got the same roll. <laughs> You've rolled another eight. Okay. Nice. Uh, this definitely is different. There are some symbols that are the same, but it's not identical. So it's like oh, a okay. different sentence, we can assume. Mm -hmm. Or infer. That is that is a fair conclusion, yes. I'll copy it down, this one. Okay. Jeff, about how long would you say that we've been traveling at this point? About how long does this feel like we've been traveling? Mm -hmm. Exploring? The cave specifically, or from yeah. from the lantern on top of the stump? The lantern. Uh, two hours. Well, there's some rooms in here. We could just stay in that. But all of our, I mean, we have our weapons and stuff, but like everything else is at camp. Yeah, I'll just at camp. my hut. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm still interested in moving forward, but at some point we'll need to figure out how much time it's going to take us to get all the way back through. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm up for continuing. Yeah, you can just carry on. Okay, so which way do you guys want to go? It's only one way right now. Down down further. Is it the right? Mm -hmm. You found this archway on the opposite side of the way you came in. You never actually ever saw the right or left hand uh, wall, so you don't know how how far this room extends to the right or to the left. Right, so we'll just step through the archway continue down another path. As you continue, uh, it's probably another 20 yards of this slowly curving and descending smooth floor tunnel path until you come to what looks to be a large chunk of missing rock the pit that you're staring at you're still in a relatively narrow corridor uh, when you look it seems to be very very deep probably 10 to 20 yards deep and it looks like it's suffered the damage not not because it was poor craftsmanship or anything but just as you start to examine the walls and the frescoes and reliefs that have been carved out, there's all sorts of cracks as if this suffered some kind of damage, perhaps from a seismic event, a cave-in, it needed to be reinforced, something like that. Uh, but you notice that it's going to take you, you're going to either have to kind of climb 
do a Spider-Man type climb across or something like that. But there's about a 10 yard, 10 yard gap from the 10 foot gap, I should say, uh, from one side to the next. Um, I don't know if we want to try and cross that. And you can't see the bottom, right? Mm-mm. No, it's about 10. No, it's about like maybe 10 to 15 yards deep. And then it's about 10 feet across. What's at the bottom of the pit? Just nothing? It's just rocky. Yeah, it's just rocky stuff from what you can tell. If you shine your light down there, you can see that there's sharp rocks and things like that. If you fell, it would probably hurt. Unlikely to kill you unless you're incredibly unlucky. Uh, maybe we can go back to the other room, see if there's another path. Because I don't see them going this way. I don't particularly care to risk falling in that. It will be an arduous walk uphill if you were to hurt your leg because we're constantly going down right that's this entire time basically we've been just going down yeah it's just been a slow and steady you you basically were on flat ground then you did one sort of curly q tunnel going down met this large room then another kind of curly q coming down and now halfway down that second descending spiral corridor you found a about a 10 foot gap can I do like an awareness test to see if like anybody else besides us has been down here? Okay. Awareness is just a sort of a general assessment. Scrutinize is what if, if you really want to look at something specific. Okay. I'll do a scrutinize test then. Okay. Standard? Uh, I've, ma- I've been making them routine. It's fine. Routine. There you go. Pass. 27. Uh, okay. So as you're looking, you do in fact notice that there appears if you look kind of carefully... There are these small little holes that, are, that appear on the right side of the tunnel that probably could be used as handholds and footholds. And when you look at them carefully, they seem to have been made, you would imagine, intentionally, meaning they're not part of like the, the cracks, these kind of strange and erratic cracks that come from the, the seismic activity. Uh, but these look like they were smushed at some point like with a hammer or something like that or a chisel at perfect intervals for somebody who is looking kind of grab and slide and move across okay yeah i'm down let's try and cross then yep sophia is pretty agile so she's up for it too okay so anybody who is looking to cross uh i'm gonna want a coordination test to if you're using the the handholds and footholds give me a coordination test uh, I'll give you routine again. It's fine. If you're looking to jump across, give me an athletics test, and that one I'll make standard. Uh, Lavinia is doing coordination, and she passed. Okay. I'm going to go for a run and jump. Okay. I'm going to try and cross with a foothold. This is where our roll shit the bed. Yep, that's a 90. <laughs> the 90s are back. What the hell? All right. The 90s. All right, let's navigate 85 this. for uh, Zofia. Okay, so so Lavinia makes it across just fine. Uh, did anybody else make it across just fine? Uh, I wanted to jump. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Good job. So you can see as Lavinia carefully, slowly maneuvers, maneuvers across using handholds and footholds. No problem. Uh, Bear, like the big, giant, beautiful man he is, leaps across, (laughs) no problem. Uh, Maybe Hubert feels a little intimidated and tries to follow. Uh, Is anybody doing any rerolls? We have four four fortune points left, if anybody wants to reroll. I would like to. Okay, take one. It's literally the same roll you just rolled. 
Yeah, so 34. Okay, so uh, seeing Lavinia not have any too difficulty with the wall, uh, Sophia goes ahead and does the same. Hubert goes running down, trying to chase after Bear, leaps, and for a second his feathers flutter in the air, and then he completely misses and smacks his face (laughs) into the ledge on the other side and goes tumbling (laughs) down. And not to be outdone, Stekis, who also is trying to do the handholds and footholds, slips and falls, uh, sliding and tumbling down into this pit. Both of you. My hunchback doesn't really help. I kind of lose my balance. Maybe I get a muscle twinge or something. There you go. That makes sense. All right. So, Stekis, you are going to take seven points of physical peril. And then, Hubert, you will take 13 points of physical peril as the two of you land at the bottom of this pit scrapes bruises stretched muscles it's one of those moments where you're tumbling 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 then your face comes almost right into this piercing rock and it just stops right in front of it and you're thinking oh if i crit failed (laughs) i might not have a head anymore uh but i would imagine that you would probably lower if it's anyone carrying rope with them i have rope down here at the bottom so you chuck some rope up and they help you get up the rest of the way So as you continue uh, down a ways, you eventually reach a door, two of them in fact, these large stone doors uh, that have a variety of the same types of iconography that you've seen prior. And the door is slightly ajar as if a very slender person could slide between them and you would imagine that moving them probably takes some effort and would probably drag and make sound. Still got butter hands or no? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. No? If you had butter hands, then you would have fallen into that damn pit. Yeah. yeah. No, no butter hands. No, because yeah, you guys yeah. slept one night. Yeah. And yeah. then you left. Now you're fine. Yeah. But I am okay. frail, so I can probably get through the hole. Okay. You slide through and you notice that there is. Very carefully, by the way. Very carefully looking for traps and anything. Okay, roll a scrutinized test. Routine. Jeff's like, okay, you die. (laughs) I do fail. Okay. As you step through and slide between the doors, uh, you notice that there has been a significant change in the geography or the the room. In fact, that you seem to be in what looks to be more like a rough cave. You see stalactites and whatnot. Um, I always forget which one's which, but some of them are hanging from the ceiling. Some of them are coming up from the ground. You can see these semi-phosphorescent mushrooms growing in various places. And you hear the sound of running water. Uh, And you also notice well ahead of you, at the very edge of your torchlight, you can see a figure that is standing... Uh, in silhouette and they seem to be tying something around a rock as you step through you you don't hit a trap or anything but you do manage to kick kick a loose rock that goes tumbling and you can see that the person individual looks directly at you and at this distance you really can't see anything other than some vague contours of some kind of animalistic face. Eek! <laughs> the minute they see you, you can see that they step backwards and then jump and disappear. 
out of sight. So they stepped back, hopped, and then they disappeared. You would imagine there might be some sort of cliff edge. Sophia is going to quickly step back through and saying, like, there's somebody in there. Uh, okay. we'll, we'll push, push the doors the through, room. open them. Okay, so as you push the doors, you hear... FBI, open up. As the stone grinds, and you step through, and you can see, like I said, it's it's raw cave at this point, for the most part. Uh, and several dozen yards from this large stone door that you look at now is more likely a defensive door for things in the cave than it is anything else. But as you move forward, you can see that there's a fairly large chunk of rock coming up from the ground and you can see the rope has been tied around it. And as you track it, you see that it's going over the edge of a cliff. When you look down, you cannot see anything other than darkness after 30 yards or so. I like pull the rope up. You start pulling the rope up and eventually like it's when, as you start pulling on it, there's it's taut as if there's something at the end and you continue to pull and pull and pull. But at a certain point, it just lets go and you go flying back. <laughs> and as you pull it up, you realize that someone has cut the rope at the bottom. You again, you can hear the sound of running water. Was there like a splash after a cut? Roll an eavesdrop test uh, at standard. Eavesdrop. Okay. Uh, pass. You uh, do think you heard it. It's hard to tell. To, you're not 100% certain, but you're fairly sure you heard a splash. Yes. Uh, does anyone know where this river leads to? Or what is this? Generally good at navigation, but I got to be able to like see stars or something. Isn't there a river nearby? Wouldn't it come from the mountain? Possible that this is where that river gets its water from underneath the earth or something? It's possible. The uh, the church vela runs from the fell rocks and then it empties out uh, into the an open trench that the, the western coast of the White Sea. Yeah, I'm not too fond of uh, getting in that water. It's pretty cold, right? You would imagine it's very, very cold. Uh, so we can either I'll see if there's anything else down there that he's climbing down to. But they know we're here now, so might be getting ambushed. Well, we found the end of where the tunnel leads. Yeah, well, and they did cut the rope too, so we don't know how far that actually leads down. Yeah, my rope is not the longest rope. I've had it for a while. It's been cut and damaged in places. There's a decent chunk of rope to what Bear was able to pull up. Uh, hard to pinpoint exactly how down, how far down it goes. Just because, just looking down, you can't see the bottom. The torchlight doesn't go down far enough. You can see it flickering off the sides of the, of the 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 underground cliff wall here, but you can't actually see anything. If you have something lighted that you can drop, you might be able to see where it flickers out. But funny, he wants to chuck wanna, a torch or something. Anyone want to climb down and see what you can see? I'm not suited for that. Not particularly good at uh, seeing in caves. If it was outside, possibly I could see, but it's too dark. 
Uh, we're in a cave. Can we just go down further or explore it more? This seems to be a, a kind of a dead end this way. The only way forward is down. So, okay. Um, there... All right, hang on tight. I'll just take the rope down as far as it goes. Okay. Um, roll an athletics test. Since you're using the rope, you can make it routine. Don't crit fail. All right, pass. All right, so you start climbing down. Uh, do you have? Are you keeping a lantern with you or anything like a? Like oh, sh- hang on to my lantern. That I have. Like on your maybe put it on your belt or something or, or tie it to like your your cloak or something uh, as you're slowly moving down. About thirty feet down, you can feel a dampness begin to overtake the rock, and as you look below you, you can start to see the this this underground river as well uh about 20 more feet and the rope ends and you're still probably about 15 feet up off the the river itself so looks like there's still about a 15 foot drop uh is there any sort of landing around the riverbed no it's more than likely you would land in the river uh the as you look it's not it's not that wide you might be able to like kind of do a kickoff maneuver and fly to the other side, but I would require a fairly impressive coordination test for that. I'll shout out that there's not much down here. It only leads to some water. If you right, want to I'll follow. Yeah, if we were to follow him, we'd have to jump in. Yeah. I'm interested in freezing. Is it colder down here, by the way, than it is outside? It's very cold, but I, I would say that it's not too discernible from outside there's no wind so you're not getting hit with the gusts of wind there's that but it's cold all right i guess we can start making our way back i'll yeah. take the rope with us though okay got like 50 feet nice give or take no hubert just a rope we're gonna leave hubert we're gonna take the rope back well i mean he had to pull it back up, I pulled so. it up. we had it we had a hubie we fished him out the river okay so you fish him out start working your way back uh, I'll say that you all are intelligent enough to figure a careful way across that little pit you get back up to the big corridor room with all the different uh, columns and the fresque and the, the mosaic uh, uh, on the ceiling mm-hmm. are you exploring this at all or are you just going to go all the way back up to the surface I like to carefully move around this room a little bit or light out to see it thing on the ceiling as you as you start moving maneuvering out, you do notice that there are some vestibule rooms. These these little these rooms on effectively the left and the right, uh, and they also just like all the other archways at this point seem to have some kind of lettering to them. Uh, the one we'll call it the left side. Uh, when you go inside, it's a series of tiered layers of of stone, and the floor you notice. Uh, is also beautifully engraved with all sorts of uh, all sorts of symbology. You notice there's like stone rows of of seating uh, that have been placed hexagonally around the room, and would look to be the sort of slowly decaying pieces of maybe rugs uh, at the far end, raised above all of the other slats in this room. There's some kind of altar area. Uh, and you can see that 
hanging in a, not hanging, but more mounted behind that altar, uh, appears to be some kind of skull with antlers. And it's fairly enormous. Pretty massive. Are there any, like, tablets and stuff? You don't really notice anything like that, no. Okay. Can I scrutinize the skull? Sure. Uh, if you're trying to identify it, uh, I would say you could do, we could say a survival check, probably identify it. Um, Does it look like a, something that would be pretty aggressive if it was still alive? I mean, no. that's that's not something that you could probably discern from a skull. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if it was like a big, huge thing that looks like it'd be a predator kind of thing. Go ahead and roll an easy uh, an easy survival test, Lavinia. Okay. Easy survival submit. Boom, 31 pass. Uh, I mean, considering the antlers, it's probably some massive elk, uh, moose-type creature, something quite large, uh, bigger than any of the, the ones that are probably still lingering in the woods south of uh south of the Tershvela. There's there's way too way too big for that. Okay. So if he wants to look around the altar, does this look in any way recently used? Is there any blood around it? Anything that still seems damp? Uh you can definitely tell it's not recently used. There's a very thin layer of dust covering pretty much everything. Yeah, a lot of the adornments are gone. Uh so there, whatever's stone or whatever's just basically huge uh, has has been has left here. Uh, those mm-hmm. those stone rows of seating are probably pretty heavy. This massive skull and antlers is probably huge and difficult to to maneuver and move around. Uh, the altar is built into the ground itself. Anything that likely was movable was probably moved. That's fair. So you said this was the room on the left, and then there's mm-hmm. one on the right also? When you go over to the right room, it looks to be some kind of cave-in. There's an archway. There's actually a series of them. There's three archways, one next to the other, but they all seem to go to the same place. Unfortunately, about five yards into that, the cave ceiling has completely collapsed into that room. Uh, whatever this was, it's impossible to tell. Uh, can I like lift up that big skull? Is it something that it's hanging on the wall? It's hanging on the wall about fifteen feet. No, there's no way you'd be able to wear this. Oh, okay. yeah, this thing's way too big. You'd be very top heavy. Gotcha. Like the antlers themselves come out and spread wide, and you would imagine to have a wingspan mm-hmm. of something like ten feet. Oh damn! Yeah, this is enormous. And the skull, like I said, it's it's very much like an elk or a moose, maybe. Uh, but bigger than you would imagine. Okay. In, the, in the far north where civilization doesn't stray, maybe the creatures are bigger. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, in the room in the right with the three archways, is there like writings above them? There are indeed. Yeah, over all of the archways in this room, basically everything but the apartments up top, all the archways had some kind of language written across it. I would say mechanically... There's a thing called unique advancements in this game where you can spend reward points on things like languages. Okay. So at some point, if you all spent time that made sense studying this, consulting with somebody who might be able to recognize it and help you, one of you might be able to purchase that unique advancement and might be able to decipher some of this uh, more readily. Yeah, we'll look into that. That would be pretty handy. 
it would be. Uh, I guess we're done here now. I'm just start heading back. Yeah, we might as well head back to my hut. So you back out of the area, no problem. Avoid the traps that you already know where they're at. Step down from the staircase out into the snow again. It's still dark. You probably were in there for a total of three hours plus, I would say, uh, and eventually make it back to the Linnea's. Uh, I would say all in all, there, back, exploration, taking down the notes. It's probably about a four-hour excursion, and it's going to probably set you back in the morning a little bit as you're probably going to want to sleep in a little later than normal. Uh, but you return, you uh, bundle up, close up the doors and windows again, and fall back asleep and wake up in the morning a little bit later than you probably would have wanted, but feeling refreshed, peril reset, and what do you want to do? Head off to the bridge to cross the river. Let's go check the ruins again, guys. The ruins? <laughs> can, can we get that other map put back up, Jeff? Sure. The world map? Yeah. Absolutely. There you go. And if you want to see this, if you're uh, listening at home, check the notes for this particular show notes. You can get links to our Conca page where I have a lot of our wiki. I update it like maybe every month or so. So some of the NPCs and things aren't fully up to date, but the map is up there. I used a awesome program called Wonder Draft. Here's some free advertising for Wonder Draft. It's pretty amazing. And if you watch uh, any of our Ailing Isle or Mutineers Era game, you can see me using Dungeon Draft a lot too, which is also by the same company. Uh, Mega Sploot. Great stuff. Love it. Love it. Okay. So what's the plan? So where would you say my head is on the map? Uh, let's see. I'll ping it for you. I would say it's probably probably it would probably take you a couple hours to get over to the uh, to the bridge. Yeah. Then I think I think that'll be our next thing is once we wake up, we'll just start heading to the bridge. Okay. You start traveling, get everything set up, and off you go. Um, now, as you continue to travel westward, you get within about we'll call it a quarter mile of the bridge mm -hmm. you can you're kind of you're still coming down from the slope remember that the further east you go the northeast you go it's like all sloping 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 and eventually it kind of flattens out near the uh near the coast and that's where a lot of the farmland is etc mm -hmm. so you're kind of you're, you're always constantly having just a s slight incline but you can see that there is activity around the bridge and you're about a quarter mile away can't quite discern exactly what it is, but there's certainly activity. Uh, if you'd like, you can roll awareness tests. Yeah. Uh, at standard from this distance. I passed. I also passed. I failed. I passed. I crit pass. All right. I did not. Yeah, he did. He rolled an 11. Oh, I'm looking at Hubert. All right. So with the exception of Hubert, no, I'm sorry, with the exception of Zofia, all of you notice that there seem to be a significant amount of people in vehicles, wagons, cars, etc. Bear, you notice something else. You notice that many of these vehicles seem to be adorned with these kind of crude... Like Mad Max wagons? A little bit. They don't look like farmers' wagons. Shields, 
horns, things like that. It's hard to, I mean, from this, it's super hard to really discern anything, but you can definitely tell that, yeah, there's definitely some, some oddities to that. And not only that, but when you start to get a little bit closer, maybe you move forward on foot just to kind of survey the area a little bit. You can see that these figures are not your everyday farmers, but in fact are very much like the marauders that you have seen all around these these areas lately. Oh, wonderful. Should we perhaps wait for nightfall? Waiting seems like a good idea. How many are there? About a dozen. I feel like we should look for a different way across, possibly, than if is it going to be faster to wait? Who says they're going to leave? And by the way, nightfall would be like six, seven hours from now. Yeah. And we, I don't know of any other way to cross the Trishvala River. Nope. I mean, mm, you could swim. All of you die, but you could. Not with our fancy ass horses. They can swim. No, we're not going to add to Jeff's dead horse count. Thank you very much. <laughs> I could kill them right now. Boom. Heart attacks. They're both dead. No. Oh Actually, I think you have three now. You have two dray horses and one courser. I think. I don't know. Yes. I'm going to kill yes. them soon, so we don't have to worry about counting. Don't worry. Uh, what if we like do a distraction somewhere? Like light a fire? Have them run over there? I mean, we don't know and that that will go through. I'm pretty sure that they would chase us they have horses and wagons as well and theirs look defended right let's do this roll stealth as okay. you try to get closer to get a better look uh, i'm going to assume you're leaving cart and horses stuff behind because they're easier yes. to see but roll your stealth as standard for anybody who's getting closer and you have three misfortune or three fortunes left if you want to use any of them i passed with an eight yeah, I'm going to read 94. <laughs> I passed with a six. Can you spend one for me, please? All right. There um, we go. Pass with a 16. Okay. Is everybody uh, is everybody happy? Everyone good with them? Oh, God. Yeah. Hubert and Bear, no, you're in the no. 90s. Are you guys re-rolling? No. We got no. two left. Okay. So as you approach the dozen marauder-type individuals with their Mad Max wagons near the only bridge... Bear and Hubert are doing the worst job ever of stealthing. You can see them sneaking up behind all these different uh, trees. They're kind of putting a hand up, maybe holding a branch. Snow flops down from it, like flopping on the ground. Just just Bear's big body and he's holding a leaf in front of his face. (laughs) (laughs) The two of them try to hide behind a sapling and they bump into each other, knocking the other to the ground. They're... Your weapons clattering. <laughs> and when you get close, uh, these noises continue. And they seem to have alerted some of the folks that are down by the bridge. Uh, when you get up close, you notice, like I said, there's around a dozen. And you can see that moving across the bridge is an even larger war wagon. You can see that there are sides that go up much higher than a normal wagon. And there's all sorts of shields, various colors that have been adhered to the sides of those, little slots and things like that. Uh, You can see people in the wagon, and you can also see a bizarre figure that seems to be driving that wagon. As they kind of come across and get closer and closer, you notice that three 
of the marauders have peeled off from the normal group and have begun walking in the direction where Bear and Hubert have been. So they're walking, not running? They're cautiously walking. They haven't, they're kind of investigating whatever these strange sounds were, the sudden breaking of branches, uh, a flock of birds immediately flying up into the air, stuff like that that might draw their attention. Uh, I'll start heading back to the wagon then. Yeah, tactical retreat. Okay. The two of you uh, begin backing away as the three that had broken off from the main group, yet about 100 yards away from the main group, they catch sight of the two of you as you're trying to to slink away. They shout and they start charging uh, in your direction. Uh, What are the rest of you doing who... Have not been alert. Have not alerted anyone to their presence. You just watch as these these three figures run past you all as you're hiding in bushes, behind trees, uh, managing to to keep yourselves hidden. Did the do the people that were in the main group pay attention to them running off? And like- they do. They don't come following them, but they do. They 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 notice it. Okay, I'm gonna see if I can't continue to be quiet and follow after them to try and like surround them. Lavinia and Zofia, what do you guys want to do? Uh, Lavinia is going to follow behind Stekus, but like at a distance. Okay. Same thing for Zofia. All right. So what are Bear and Hubert's move speeds? Um, great question. Seven. I have six. Okay. I would say that then they are able to, assuming everyone's moving top speed each round, so to speak, uh, they will be able to eventually catch up with you to track you down. But it's probably another 200, 300 yards before they're able to really get within any sort of close proximity. Uh, right as you're getting back to the wagons, the three of you, since you were trying to move the other three of you, so that's uh, Zofia, Lavinia, Stekis, you guys were trying to stealthily and quietly follow, you're a ways back. So we're going to move into initiative order here. And the three of you are not yet involved. Uh, because you are moving stealthily. So instead, it's going to be Hubert and Bear. As you see within, we'll say, 15 yards of you, these three marauders have started to break into a sprint, running through the snow in your direction. You're now back at your cart. Uh, The horse is, the the, the coarser horse is sort of tied off, uh, maybe to the wagon itself, or maybe to a tree or something. Uh, But the two of you are now getting chased and approached within 15 yards by these. Let me go ahead and roll their initiative really quick. So you are, I would say, a few yards away from your carts. They're 15 yards away from the two of you. They are evenly dispersed a couple yards apart from one another, and they're chasing after you. You can see they've got these flails out in one hand. They've got these throwing axes in the other, and they're... Yeah, they know exactly where you are and who you are. And Hubert, you are first to go. Uh, I'm going to hop back in the wagon and see if I can get the horses booking. Okay. You hop back in the wagon? It's two, unless you, do you have coordination? Yes. No, I don't. Just kidding. Okay. So it's, no, you can get in there. It's just two AP to get in there. So we'll say okay. one AP to move over, two AP to hop into the wagon. All right. Next up will be the Marauders themselves. I'm going to have. Two of them are going to throw axes in the direction of Bear, who has not gone yet. This is what Jeff's been waiting for. 
to attack. We've had a lot of combat recently. Oops, I think I rolled the wrong one. Here we go, Francesca. All right, two attacks with the Franciscas. Uh, one is a miss, uh, one is a hit, and I'm gonna go ahead and use some of my chaos, my misfortune to explode some of the damage die. Uh, so take 17 points of damage as a incredibly well-placed uh, throwing uh, throwing axe manages to sink into your shoulder bear. Uh, and then the two of them that threw at you will continue to close on you until they are within melee distance of you. And then uh, the third oh. one will chase after the cart. Uh, roll. Did you move down to moderate? Go ahead and roll a d6. Yeah, I hit the wrong button. <laughs> okay, you're clear of an injury. Uh, all right, the next up, it will be bear. Got two next to you. You've got this aching pain in your shoulder. What do you want to do? Ow. They're engaged with you. They're engaged with two. me. You're outnumbered. They didn't say nothing. They just started swinging. Oh, yeah. Nice. Can I get away from them in one maneuver? Uh, a maneuver is really only like a yard of movement that allows yeah. you to extricate yourself from the engagement. So, yeah, you can step away. That's two AP, and then you have one AP left to do something with. And I'll hop in the wagon. Uh, I would say you can that? you can move towards the wagon, but you probably don't have enough. So it's going to take two to two to disengage. And it's going to take one to move to the wagon. And then it's going to take uh, another, if you have coordination, another AP to hop into the wagon. But you can get right up next to it. Oh, I need coordination to hop into a wagon? Uh, no, only for one AP. You can get into a wagon for two AP. Get up Get up is the is the movement action you want here. Oh, okay. Normally it's two AP, but if you have a rank in coordination, it's only one AP. Gotcha. I'll just hustle. How far away is it? You can get there within one movement. I'll just hustle and get up into the mount. Okay. All right. Going to go back to the top of the round then. If they want to swing at me. Or... Oh, you're doing regular movement. Okay. Yeah. Or they threw their weapon. Did they have to take a new one out? Uh, they, they, one hand has flail. Two hands have, and then the other hand has a, has their throwing weapon. They carry flails in one, Francis, Francisca's in the other. Gotcha. Alright, so one of them can take a opportunity attack, but the other one cannot for rule reasons, so I will roll the one. Alright, 17 points of damage. As you step away, they wrap this flail, this horrible crude flail with all sorts of hooks and uh, little pieces of metal uh, just slings out at you, uh, just crashing against your back. Wait, what was his to hit? I'm sorry. He rolled an eight. Oh, okay. Roll an 8 to hit, 17 damage. Oh, 17 again. Mm. Uh, okay. How many do I roll for Grievous? Uh, Grievous is 3. Uh, but they cannot this uh this is an this is a uh what's it called? A weak weapon. So it can okay. only inflict so you do that you do, So roll now roll yeah, hit the moderate injury button. Not a black eye. Yeah, so as the flail like whips around, it just catches like the, the blunt part of it on its chain just smacks you right in the face, uh, and your eye just begins to go black. I've had that one too. Wow. It's really freaking annoying. Yeah, any skill test that relies on vision is a lot. Pretty of much them. most of them. Yeah. 
Yeah, most of them. Oh, no. You're good with eavesdrop, probably. Uh, Okay, (laughs) Hubert, your turn. I'm going to command these horses to start pulling us away. Okay. Uh, Roll a ride check. Oh, crit. Oh, crit. Fail. Okay. So as you're sitting there, like, slapping away at the reins, trying to get them to leave, trying to get them to move, the horses just sort of look back at you. And they got this, like, weird look on their faces, like, what? Come on, Dad, we gotta get out of here. What are you doing? I don't even, you you don't drive us. Who the hell are you? Right? I don't care. We've got two fortune left. They can't, you can't can't roll roll crit fail. fail. I always forget that. Okay. Uh, Okay, what else do you want to do then? Uh, See if they don't move. I'll ready a weapon and just hold. There's one guy you could probably hit. He's like right up against the, the edge of the wagon, kind of reaching for you. You can take a swing at him if you want. All right. I will swing at him with my new found the Morganstern. Yeah, big old spiky mace. It's so weird watching Long disappear in and out of existence. I know, and you gotta get green screen <laughs> easier or something. Okay, uh, successful hit, fourteen nice. damage. Very nice. Uh, nice. Fourteen damage will move him down for sure. Check. It'll move him down too. Uh, so he will go. Oh, hang on. That's peril. Let me take a look one more time. Yep. You'll move him down two. So I'm going to go ahead and roll uh, D6. Do an extra one for vicious. Vicious. You got it. All right. And then you Clear can on resist, uh, resist a toughness or you get shoved out of engagement. So you can push him away. All right. Did you add plus one to the damage for yielding, wielding in two hands? It's not going to make any difference. He's only moving down two. Uh, that is a fail on the toughness, and so you push him back one. You push him back a little bit, and so he stumbles away from the uh, from the wagon as you club him upside the head. Okay. Anything else? Nice. All right. Uh, then it's going to be their turn again. Uh, did you get actually into the wagon with your last turn? Because I know uh, Bear. Because I know you you just you took the opportunity attack. Did you just run and then hop in? Yeah. Okay. So you ran. You hopped in. The other two are going to charge. The one that um, is closest is going to go ahead and it's going to step forward. Uh, that's one AP. And then we'll go ahead and try to... I think I'm going to attempt a takedown. I'm going to try to pull you out of the wagon uh, there. St- uh, not Stekus, uh Hubert. That sounds good, right? All right, you can go ahead and resist as a success with a 37. Uh, so you're resisting being pulled. So you can see him just sort of reach out. Uh, and he's trying to rip you out of where you're where you're currently sitting. Uh, takedown is going to be resist coordination. Uh, I failed it, but I'll use a fortune point to reroll. Okay. Should have been coordination, not, that, not athletics. It's okay. It's the same roll. Still oh, okay. a 67 either way. Go ahead and reroll. Just roll it as coordination, though. Oh, coordination. All right, I still All right, just miss. So you, Hubert, you are ripped out of the seat and fall down onto the ground uh, in the snow, laying prone. One of the others that was around, was around Bear will run up to the wagon uh, with one AP. Then we'll, we'll spend two AP to get up into the wagon, into the back behind Bear. The other one will spend an AP to move in the direction of Hubert. Uh, then... They're going to 
looking down at the fallen Hubert on the ground, who's laying around in the snow, uh, they're going to go ahead and put two hands on their threshing flail, uh, which allows them to increase the damage by one if they hit. I'm going to use an AP, my second AP, to take aim. And then my third AP will naturally be to swing uh, with Z flail. And as a success, uh, so three. Uh, can I parry on the ground? Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, the difficulty for you is going to be challenging. So you're on the ground. Uh, do you have, you have AP left, right? Yeah, I have one left. Okay. So yeah, you can go ahead at challenging as you try to hold the Morgan stern up uh, to block the, block the attack. All right, Phil. As a fail, so you'll take eleven points uh, of damage as uh, they just smash you uh, you with this this particular flail. Uh, that'll move me to moderate. Okay, but since I have tough as nails, I don't suffer moderate injuries. Well, you have to you'd have to roll for a d six anyway. So first, but that's fine. We won't we'll okay. ignore it. And you would have you <laughs> you would have actually because you did roll a six. But since you ignore moderate injuries, you're good. Good thing. He ignores like he should never take an injury because he's got one thing that doesn't let him take moderate. He's got another thing that doesn't let him take serious. And then you can always spend a fate point to not take grievous. The son of a bitch should never get injured. Just saying. That is true. That's just what I'm doing. Okay. I still got three misfortune. You guys have one fortune left. Uh, Okay. So they are done. Bear, it's going to be your turn. You've got one guy in the wagon with you behind Mm -hmm. you in the back while you're kind of up front. Uh, You've got... Uh, Hubert has been ripped out of the seat and has been thrown to the ground. Two others are around him as he's laying on the ground, getting wailed on. They're all. Everybody is basically within reach of you. What do you want to do? I was just going to ask. No, you're you're nowhere close. You guys said you were stealthing and moving slowly, so you're not going to yeah. be in this fight for a little while. Uh, this guy's engaged with me, right? All three. I would say all. I would say all three are close enough. Uh, I would say the wagon guy. I would say, yeah, yeah, I would say the wa- the wagon guy is probably the closest and most obvious. He's, he's definitely reaching for you from behind. All right. I'm going to wrestle with this guy. Nice. So I'll do a take aim. I have to do spend two on it. And I'll do the chokehold. Okay. With Sounds good. My, can I do a chokehold with a weapon? Like, because the faux shard has, what's it called? It's got the automatic, right? The entangling. Yeah, it's got entangling on it. So you have to succeed on an attack, and then it triggers the chokehold automatically. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll just do that. Take aim twice yeah. and attack with that. Yeah, makes perfect sense. So It's okay. All three AP. I just add 20. Yeah, so it's... Oh, my God. Oh, what was the difficulty? Uh, so, I mean, it's standard difficulty to attack, and then you've got your modifier of plus 20. And it looks like a crit fail. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So as you as you try to turn and contort your body and swing, uh, you feel something pop in your back. Uh, and you're going to go ahead and take two points of physical peril as I rolled a one. So you're okay. Um, all right. So then that is it for Bear. Back to Hubert. Hubert, you're laying on the ground. You've got two of them standing over top of you, swinging at you. I'm going to get up from prone. Okay. And I'm going to take a swing at the guy that I hit earlier. Okay. You're not moving out of the engagement though, right? You're just getting up. You're staying. Yeah, I'm just getting up. Okay. Just then fine. They, they won't trigger an opportunity attack. Okay. So go for it. So you're attacking the one that basically has, has taken damage already. 
Uh, no good. Okay. You got one more fortune point left, everybody, just so you guys know. Okay. All done. So two to get up, one to swing. We're going to come around, and it's going to be the Marauders again. Uh, the one that's on the on the wagon and behind Bear, who's reaching back, kind of flailing with a weapon to try to try to hit, he's going to go ahead and carefully try to wrench his arms around your neck uh, and begin to choke you. I'm going to go ahead and I'll take aim to do this very carefully. I'll take aim twice and then I will attempt to choke hold you. That's going to be athletics, I believe. And as a success, you can resist athletics now to try to prevent this. So you're trying to reach and get your own arm underneath underneath his. Okay, what's the difficulty? Uh, I ruled it at easy, so it's going to be hard for you. Gotcha. Uh, I have... What's it called? Strong draw? So I get plus 20? Absolutely, sure. I'll just keep it standard. So just, yeah, just roll it like it's standard, essentially. Still a fail. We have one fortune point left, so if you want to do it, just call it out. Okay. Uh, You will take... So then you are going to be choked, uh, and you will suffer 1d10 plus their BB. So that's going to be 8 plus 6, 14 points of physical peril. As they just... They have you in a almost like a sleeper hole. They got underneath your chin and they're just pulling you back uh, from the backseat. They're definitely a backseat driver. Okay. Why didn't you guys just spend the friction points on the stealth? Uh, next up uh, is going to be the other two. One of them will go ahead and try to decleat Hubert. Uh, I'll spend two to take aim and then I will attempt to coordination knock them down, knock you down. Get you back on the floor. That's a crit success, which means you can't resist. Uh, with a 55 needing a 60, they're going to sweep your leg, kind of pull it with their own flail, and you go falling to the ground. The next one's going to go ahead, take aim twice, put two hands on their weapon, and it's going to swing and smash it down on you again. Uh, that is a success, and I get to roll an extra d6 because you're on the ground, which explodes... Uh, And so that is a total of 16 points of damage. How you look in there, Hubert? Uh, I I dropped down to seriously wounded. Check check your talents. Don't you have something for seriously? I'm pretty sure you have something for seriously that prevents. Yeah, so it's called Dogs of War. It's one of my traits. I think as my sail sword. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, so I never suffer serious injuries. Okay, so even though you've gotten two injury (laughs) rolls now, where you actually rolled a six first for moderate and then for serious because of your two traits, which are amazing in this game, you actually avoided injuries both times. Good job. All right, Bear, you are next. Uh, So I got to resist it again. Okay, yeah, you're choked at the very beginning of your turns. Go ahead and roll your resist. So standard again, same thing as last. And this time you managed to break free as you push their their arms away and you start to breathe again as you get to get a little bit of your breath back all right hubert's not in the cart anymore no he's on the ground getting his ass beat nice um yeah i'll just try and hit this guy again do the taking 
Go for it. We aren't in charge range, are we? Nope. Okay. Just barely. Uh, they don't have any AP, so that damage goes through. So the one in the wagon is going to move down two steps as well. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and roll my D6 for a moderate. Uh, as an 80, he rolled an 80 on an 82 attempt of 14 points of damage. Uh, I'm good on my injury. And then do the chokehold. Oh, yeah. Do I uh, I have to automatically to resist its athletics, correct? Yeah, and it's flip fail. All right. With the entangling. Uh, that is a crit success with a 55. What? Sorry. That's another 55. That's the second 55 I've gotten in the last like four rolls. Uh, so he is not entangled. He did take the damage, so that's good at least. Okay. Yeah. All right. Top of the round. Hubert on the ground getting kicked and beaten by these two. All right, I got knocked down, so I'll get up again. <laughs> Son <laughs> of a bitch. I'm going to keep you down. Keep doing this. I grip my morning... Not my morning star, my... Morgan Stern. Morgan Stern. Two hands. Drive it down on this guy's head. Uh, it's going to be slightly more difficult since you are outnumbered in this engagement. So it'll All right, what's gonna be? be challenging. Okay. To hit this time... Uh, 16 damage. Alright, that will move them again. That will move them to Grievously. Uh, Don't forget Vicious. So I will roll 4d6. Uh, I'll spend... Let me let me roll first. Oh, well, you want to explode? Yeah, I'll explode. Okay, so you're going to explode one. So let's see, your lowest roll uh, looks to have been... Uh, so you rolled a 5, so it's 16. Now roll another d6. Puts it at 19, 19? which just misses. Uh, their threshold is, in fact, just at 19. has to exceed. So it's still okay. only two. Did you roll the extra d6 for I haven't. I haven't rolled any of them yet because he was exploding first because he might have just killed him outright if he would have gotten another tick. Sorry, just missed by one. Um, but I still do have to roll four d6s for injury, and I am good on all four. <laughs> all three right. twos and a three. got to resist toughness uh, the knockback. Once again, trying to push me back. 69, dude. <laughs> nice. Okay. Nice. All right. So he stays within range. Okay. Zofia, you are kind of coming up, kind of stealthily hustling between one tree and the next, one over, you know, one bush and the next, um, and then stopping, looking back, being careful. And then finally, you catch sight of the wagon, and you can see that. They are, they being Bear and Hubert, are under attack and uh, uh, 30 yards away. So how do, how do their attackers, like how do they look? How do their attackers look? You're 30 yards away. Uh, I don't think you can kind of discern injury state, uh, but you can see that Hubert is outnumbered on the snow. Uh, there's two of them that seem to be surrounding him and swinging away at him. Uh, Bear is inside the wagon, uh, and the two of them is sort of fighting a, th a third, and the two of them seem to be kind of almost like grappling, wrestling in a way, 30 yards away. Three AP. What would you like to do? Lavinia, you're on deck. I will basically move. Um, I will run. So that'll be all three of my AP to get the 30 yards. Uh, okay. Um So I won't be anything this round. 
usually in kind of heavily snowy areas, which is like there's a lot of snow on the ground, but it's still going to effectively be the same if you just do three hustles. So it's fine. It's no big deal. Uh, yeah, it's fine. It'll, it'll still be it's a the run. same thing. Um, Mathematically, it's the same thing. It's just you don't get the threshold bonus, but you don't uh, you don't need the threshold bonus in this case. Okay. All right. So you're going to get all the way up into the engagement uh, with all your AP. Is your movement like 13 or something? What's your movement? 10. Okay. So, all right. So you move all three, and you're you are now engaged with. Hubert and these two marauders. Lavinia, same thing. You're 30 yards away as you peek from behind a sapling, and you can see suddenly Zofia breaks into a full sprint and closes in on the wagon, where Mm -hmm. you see the two of them are fighting. Uh, My movement's eight, so I'm just going to hustle three times and move 24. Okay, so you're going to get within relative, you're about six six yards away or so from uh, the wagon engagement. Uh, And then it's going to be the marauders' turns. Uh, the one that's going to be in the cart will go ahead and do the same thing I just did a second ago, uh, which is take aim twice and attempt a chokehold uh, on old bear. And that is a success, so you can roll to resist if you want. Or you can just die. I like being choked. No. <laughs> uh, and so I took aim twice, so again, it's the same thing as we did last time. So you're rolling mm-hmm. it, you're effectively rolling it at standard. All right, and you managed to, to push them off, uh, and you're doing okay. On the ground, the two of them are still engaged with you, uh, but now a new a new challenger has entered the fray. Uh, but they're going to both know that they've been working on you for a while, and you're probably not doing great. So I'm going to do the same thing again. I'm going to have one of them try to, to effectively knock you down. Uh, so two take aims and a coordination test and that will knock you down uh, you can resist with coordination to try to keep from getting knocked down this is on Hubert uh, passed it yeah just barely but you do manage to keep your feet uh, the next one they're also going to take aim twice except they're just going to swing and that is a crit success which means it cannot be parried I will use one of my misfortunes to explode the three into a six so i'm up to 13 plus a d6 puts it at 15 so 15 points of damage is that enough to do you uh it just drops it down to grievously wounded okay uh, let's see so go ahead and roll that grievous injury injury uh, i'm gonna use one of my misfortunes to turn one of those into a six and give you an injury. Uh, let's see. So I have a... I think it's a human trait. Blessing in disguise. Mm-hmm. So whenever I suffer a debilitating injury mm-hmm. or death, I can alternately get one chaos rank instead. Okay. Yeah, permanent, right? Yes. Like meaning like you're growing up. Yeah. Is that what you'd like to do? Yeah, I'll take a permanent chaos ring. For sure. Definitely. Look at you. That was the other thing I was thinking of. I knew there was some other way that you yeah, weren't getting. Like, there's literally no way this this guy should ever take an injury. <laughs> that's that's so ridiculous. Cool. Well, but he I mean, can if die. You, yeah, if you get 10 <laughs> chaos ranks, you die. So There's there's a lot of different ways that that could go uh, thematically. Okay. Very nice. Um, then that is enough with the Marauders. And then Stekis, same thing for you. You're 30 yards away breaking through the brush and you can see them what would you like to do I'll move up 
my movement's only nine, so even if I do the times three, I can't get there because I'm 30 yards away. Okay. So you'll get within about three yards of the wagon engagement. Bear around to you. Still one on the on the on the wagon with you. What do you want to do? Uh, yeah, just keep swinging this foe short at him, trying to get him tangled up in it. Go for it. Uh, fail. Okay. Uh, so you swing a swing away, but it's so hard because you're constantly contorting your body and you're sitting down. It's really sort of an awkward position. Uh, what else do you want to do? I'll just do a regular chokehold. Okay. Since that failed, that's uh, athletics. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what's the just standard or standard's fine. Uh, that's a pass, so he can resist. Yeah. And that is a success on the resist. So you keep trying to choke nice. each other, and you keep slapping away your hands. Like, stop choking! <laughs> me. No, you stop choking me. All right, Hubert, back to you. You now have Zofia in the engagement with you, so you can turn your attacks and perilous stunts to standard again. It's two v two. Then it's one v one inside the wagon. I'm going to take aim. This guy I've been beating on. Sure. I'll make a cold shot. Okay, side of his face. Okay, that's going to increase the difficulty. Just so you oh, know. Does it? Yes, called shots increase the difficulty. And if you're going for the head, that increases it the most. It's also two AP, right? Yeah, that would be all three of your AP. I would also say that you're smart enough to notice that they're just going crazy all out offense. So the, the main benefit of a called shot, well, with some exceptions, because there's certain creatures that you have to target certain aspects of their body. But one of the main benefits, the standard benefits of call shot is just the inability to parry, right? Right. So I thought he had a point left because he only attacked me. And took, oh, it took him twice. I, I took him twice. Yeah, I've been That's taking right. aim okay. twice and doing stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. Uh, just, just a regular swing, though. Do you want to take aim or anything? Yeah, I'll take the one take aim still. Okay. So so it's going to. So standard, and then you get plus 10 for taking aim. Yes. All right. That is a success. That's 11 damage, and that is enough to kill this one. As nice. Describe your kill. Uh, so after repeatedly getting tripped up and standing up, I finally get a nice grip of my Morgan Stern and just run it straight on his chest. You can just hear the crunch of the sternum in like the rib cage as the spiky mace just collapses the bones inward and then splurts of blood come out of his mouth as he collapses to the ground. And then continuing, I'll just turn to the guy next to me as well and do a takedown on him. Okay. So I'll give you it at, at routine because now you outnumber them two to one in this engagement. Oh, that fails. Okay. I kind of broke up there. Uh, all right. Uh, Zofia, you are, you just saw one of these, these annoying pains in the asses that you've been fought and fighting uh, fall to the ground. One is left. You outnumber them two to one in this engagement. What do you want to do? So am I um, within reach? You're in. Range? You're quite literally in the engagement. You had 30 yards of movement, so you got right up into it. Okay. So I am going to do one take aim and then one attack. Okay. That's a success. Okay. Uh, and with 11 damage, it's enough to move them down one step uh, on the damage track. Okay. And can you uh, resist a takedown? And flip to fail. Not only that, but it's going to be challenging for me to do so. Uh, but I still... Nope, I didn't actually, because the flip to fail, that is a 62, so he, that one is now choked. Take down. Oh, sorry, sorry. 
Okay, yeah. They can do both, right? Can't the Fushad, Fushad do both? Yep, you can choose. Okay, so you knock them down. Yeah. So that's the end of Sophia's turn. Lavinia, you're... I uh, think something I'm like six yards away from this engagement. What do you want to do? Um, I'm going to pull out my weapon, which is ranged. I okay. have the Fire Hardened Spear. Um, it's got so it's reach. One. Right. Or reach, yeah. I'm going to get into... I'll, I'll, I'll say you, you probably had that as you were running. That's fine. You don't, okay. have to, you don't have to spend an AP on that. So then I'll just get into engagement and then attack. You probably want to stay out of the engagement. The whole idea of a, of the reach is that you can actually or not... Or like as mm-hmm. close as I have to be to You're like attack. a yard out of the engagement. So Yeah. Okay, go for it. So unless they had a reach weapon, they couldn't like opportunity to attack you or yeah. they'd have to move to hit you. Yep. Uh, okay, so I will go ahead and say you can take this at routine because now there's a couple that are surrounding them. Okay. Go for it. Uh, pass damage 15 damn uh so 15 points of damage is enough to move them two more steps so that means they're gonna go down too seriously uh so i will go ahead and roll my two d6s for that i'm good on both and you got one more ap left i believe you said you moved attacked you doing anything else with that last one Honestly, probably. Mm. I'm gonna bank it. Okay. All right. So then the I two. I don't want to get engaged. Okay. So then the two that are left. Uh, one of them. I think the one in the wagon is gonna give up trying to choke you, and it's gonna go ahead and try to hit you instead. So I will roll. Yeah, I'll take aim twice. It's fun. Uh, and then I still have an AP. Just oh. doesn't matter to me. Oh, okay. Thanks for the warning. And I just miss. I uh, needed eighty-five. Rolled an eighty-seven, uh, and you managed to duck out of the way just in time for the thrail to come flashing down. And you can see as it connects with part of the seat and like rips some of the wood away. Maybe in the back of your mind, you're thinking, "God, I gotta freaking fix that too." Uh, <laughs> Then the one on the ground that has been taken down uh, and is currently surrounded by everybody. This went really pear-shaped for them really quickly. It was going so... I almost killed Hubert. Um, They can't really run at this point. So I'll just go ahead and stand for two. And then I'll attack Hubert because that's who I've been attacking. I'll go ahead and increase the difficulty because they are surrounded at this point. Uh, but I will go ahead and swing nonetheless. I will succeed in my attack. Do you have any AP left there, Hubert? No. Okay, so that's going to go through. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take the one that I rolled. I'm going to explode that to a six. It's the last misfortune I have. So it's 13. Plus I get a D6. That explodes. It's 19. No. Plus one is 20. 20 points of damage. Are you dead? That gets you. Oh, yeah. That'll drop me the okay. slain. But... <laughs> fate point. Yeah, I'll do the fate point. Yes. Got a fate point. Yes. With an unplanned encounter. I love that when that happens. Oh, dear. Oh, that's sweet. Okay. So, good job. Honestly, I got to say, good job, Marauder. You're about to die. But way to take take the fate point out. Like, oh, beautiful. Love it. Okay. Gold medal. 
Stekis, uh, you're uh, one hustle away from getting up into the business of this one that just just crushed Hubert with a shot. But Hubert, you don't even know how Hubert manages to still stay standing after that hit. That would have probably killed a lesser a lesser person. I'm going to take my steel sparth axe and try and just slam right in this dude's chest with it. Okay, you guys are surrounding this person so badly. Uh, drop this to trivial. Okay. So they're not even. They don't even see you coming as you come tro- trotting up. All right, that will be a hit. That will be 14 points of damage. And then you rolled because you triggered the power. It's the power. Is it powerful? Is that what's called? It's punishing. Punishing. I knew it was a P. So you're spending an AP to get another D6. Yeah, I rolled a one. Which is unfortunately just a one, which is a 15. It still, however, moves them two steps, which is actually enough to slay them. Still enough. They They needed to do 14. You did 15. That's enough. And so as you. After this, this this guy smacks Hubert right across the face and feeling really good about killing him, gets very confused for a second when Hubert still stands. And then in that little moment when that confusion oversets him, here comes here comes Stekis uh, with the with the axe just charging in and just splitting him right up the spine. Alright. Uh Bear, you're next. Tide has definitely turned in this battle. There's just this one person left in the wagon, this hitchhiker that you picked up for some strange reason. I don't know why. Don't pick up hitchhikers, man. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'll just swing at him again. Try and get him him out of here. Go for it. Uh, Yeah, I'll just do regular hit. All right. Uh, That's a success. That is enough to move them two steps, which will take them down to Grievous. So let me roll my three d6s. Good on all three. A two, one, and a four. I've dodged the dodged the injuries tonight, which is nice. They're at, they're 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 looking terrible. Uh, anything else? Uh, yeah, we'll do the chokehold. Okay. On the and hit. Resist toughness. You said. Is that correct? Yeah. Chokehold is athletics. Uh, okay. That's a pass with a fourteen. Okay. They manage. They they take the hit, but they manage to untangle themselves. Uh, and do you have any AP left? Um, I'll try doing a takedown perilous stunt. Go for it. Try to push them out of the wagon. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Let's do it. That one's coordination. I mean, with the with everyone dying around you, make it easy. Easy. Yeah, you can kick it up to easy. They are completely outnumbered. What they thought was an easy kill, three to two, suddenly turned against them. Uh, fail. But they still managed to keep their balance. Hubert, you saw visions of the Night Father waiting, waiting for you. I don't think that really makes sense because he is the god of murder and shit like that. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, but uh, your friends have arrived. You are in not good shape. There's one more left in the wagon. What do you want to do? I'm, I'm glad you guys showed up, but a bit late to the party. As I make my way around back, I'll, I'll finish the job. Uh, just swing at these guys' kneecap very much. Okay. After I take aim. All right. So, I mean, trivial. And then plus ten for the take uh, for the take aim. Just roll and don't roll a hundred. I think. 
Okay, you're good. And yeah, 15. 15 points of damage will be enough. Want to describe how that looks? They're standing in the wagon attacking Bear. Yeah, just like all bloodied and scarred up. I just drag myself to the back of the wagon and seeing him face me at all, I just swing at both his kneecaps, just taking them down. And just like dominoes, one into the other, and they just collapse backward and their legs flailing around uh, like the, the worst kind of physics in a video game going in opposite directions that their knees should allow. And they fall down into the ground. And there's just this massive puddle of red snow where these three bodies have uh, have been stacked up. Let's get the fuck We should, yeah, we should go somewhere else. Yeah, away from here. Okay. As you go ahead and try to turn the the wagon around a bit, and are you going back to Lavinia's? Are you going southward? Where are we looking to go? Mm, just back up the river. Graze anywhere but here. Okay. So you start traveling northeasternly up the river and away from the bridge. As you pass, uh, you can see that there's activity on the other side. Uh, when you look across the river, some ways, looks to be some kind of encampment set up with uh, crude tents, a couple other wagons. One like you saw before, about a hundred yards across or so, maybe uh, maybe a little bit more than that. Some of the narrower spots, but you can see that there definitely is an encampment that has been set up on the other side of the river. What are you looking for? It's a great question. Halfway <laughs> from now, place just... to pass, but not where there's some people possibly waiting to murder the rest of us. How about one of you roll a uh, survival check? As you look and travel up the river a bit, looking for some possible way to get across. I have one point. Standard's fine. Nice. As you're moving uh, up the river more, periodically you see these uh, kind of large chunks of snow and ice go coursing past. You see a bunch of river rocks from time to time sticking out of the water. But you never really come across any point that you think would be used as any kind of natural crossing. But as the sun begins to set, as you are now a few miles northeast along the river, just going up it as far as you can, fortune smiles upon you as there you see in the bank of the river the ruins of what looks to be a boat of some kind. The hull has a fairly large hole in it, but should you spend some time possibly repairing it and patching it, it likely would be able to fit at least a couple of you, if not all of you. The wagon, the horses obviously wouldn't fit on this, but that seems to be your best option moving forward. And you can go ahead and make that decision next time we play. <laughs>